0: The Nuggets are preparing for the Minnesota Timberwolves counterpunch. What does it look like? How can they respond to it? Will it matter? Plus, we'll get some Western Conference playoff takes. uh, And I will continue to try and convince Adam to play guitar on the show. This is Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked on Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your Daily Dever Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us and making us part of your day and your first listen. We're available on all platforms. You can join us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any other po- podcast application that's got the old feeds in it, or you can catch us on YouTube. You can join the live show, folks hanging out with us even at 10.52 on a Tuesday night as we get ready to break down our anticipation of what the adjustments will be in game two notes from practice. We'll talk about the Western conference playoff race. Uh, I regret to inform you that Adam will not play guitar on the show, despite the fact that he just ripped out and a really good version of stone temple pilots plush, which uh, has taken me back. And he wanted me to sing. And then I obviously like, I know like what the words sound like, but I actually don't know. No, that It sounded either. good.
1: Me and Matt just did a little freaking duo right now. Yes. A little, a little acoustic
0: set. It was pretty yeah. great. I've I've sung along to Scott Whalen enough to, to be able to, to pull up and an, an, but he is very Adam is very talented. He I, a bit, in the summer I'm dragging him on here and we're just gonna have musical hour. We answer that questions happened. and we can just pick. It'll be we'll just have a nice background music for it. Um John Sykin says, show us the Red Bull. Uh no. Um i doing beer tonight. I'm not no, it's root beer. I'm not okay, a, not, not, not a. <laughs> Not on a Utah-based company show, Adam. That's not a thing we're going to be there doing. All right. um, yeah. <laughs> Tyler George says, where is wonderful? Wonderwall, Adam. Um, we have a lot to get to today. Thanks for joining us, making this part of your day. Uh, my name is Matt Moore, Senior writer, Action Network. He's Adam Mares, Director of Content DMVR. Check out the pre- and post-game show for every Nuggets game, as well as Nuggets content on the daily, uh, including fire takes from Harrison Wind about how game one was a Calvin Booth win. I like that take from Wind. Me uh, too. I thought that
1: was so good. So clever. Kevin.
0: All right, um, let's let's start with the 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 panic button, which is Nicole Yoke has popped up on the injury report tonight. Um, all right, I will I wanna I wanna give like a, a long view of this. Um, yeah. so yoke hurts the wrist last January, it bothers him through the rest of the season. We talked about it impacting this three-point shooting, et cetera. Um, he re-aggravated, I believe, in Eurobasket. Like I remember us covering that he re-aggravated it in Eurobasket it's given us him problems off and on, on game, in game one. Um, he, g- he gives the foul to Anthony Edwards, his face, and then he's on the bench and he's icing it. And everyone's asking about it. I go to the locker room and I don't see him anywhere. And usually Yoke's hanging out in there um, on his phone. I can't with, believe we're going down this path, Matt. Just kind of chilling. And I don't see him. Now I ask, I ask PR. I'm like, Hey, I'd like to know is like Nicole getting a lift in. Because then, no big deal, right? And they were like, no, I think he's just getting some stretching done. And then uh, I will say that one of the TV stations caught him, like decided to wait him out and got an interview with him. So it looked like he was fine. And then he was at practice. He participated in practice today, but did not do post-game shooting. So we didn't see him shooting at all. Um, Said the wrist was okay. And yeah, he pops up on the the injury report as questionable. Well... Yeah. yeah, yes okay all right that's um these are all the facts i have about the situation (laughs) these are
1: all facts they are they do paint a story that i'm wondering i mean here's my read on it i guess we'll get to that i yoke's wrist i think is bothering for a long time and sometimes it's a story sometimes it's not i would be curious matt to know if this is like a re-injury meaning if it's always bothering like you know there's something going on and it always hurts but it hurts more now than it did say two months ago three months ago or whatever because it certainly seems that way and the fact that he popped up on the injury report certainly lends you i mean why would they do that they know it becomes a storyline if they put him on the injury report so clearly it's something especially when you have three days off i will say though the part about him not participating in shooting drills i think was more about him just yeah getting
0: off his feet i don't think that part was like yeah. He participated worried about. in practice. Today. Not worried about yeah. He participated in practice. So like, I would say that my concern level on a scale of one to five is like a two.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, he's playing. I see a lot of people saying, well, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? I just, I would be so shocked if he missed a game because of this, but at the yes. same time it is going to affect, like if he has a poor shooting night, you know, it's going to be a thing where I think he will be nervous about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't worry too much. Um, he's also questionable, not doubtful. That's important. And he should be good to go. Um, you Do know, you feel like
1: the 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 injury report questionable?
0: Is he's going to play, but we want you guys to know there's something going on. Maybe I guess maybe that's like I don't think they're setting you know I, I, the idea is like gamesmanship, and I just I don't know. Like I <laughs> but, don't see the I don't see the point in these things. Yeah, like if the idea is like to mess with the other team, the only people that messes with are the betting markets and the media. Like that we are the only people. Like if John ja Morant plays in game two, it's not like the Lakers are going to be like what? <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, okay, Jaw's plan. All right, cool. Like we have a game plan for Jaw. Don't worry. Like there, there is no like. If Paul George were suddenly like, oh hey, Paul, Joe, Paul George is probable for Game Three. Like that would mess with the Suns. The Suns would be like, well, okay, now we got to figure this out. But in general, I don't think that these things are, are really worth uh, wondering about. Nuggets held practice today. We uh, heard from Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Kenny, Kenny Pope. Uh, We heard from Nikola Jokic, and we heard from head coach Michael Malone. Um, I was watching the shooting drills and the just general vibe and talking to folks during Jokic's uh, presser. Did you catch anything particularly notable from Nikola today?
1: I mean, again, here's – well, I want to start with this because this was your first day at practice, you know, over the last week. I just feel like the team is very confident. I mean, that's my biggest read on it is they're very relaxed. Um, They're very serious, but at the same time lighthearted, which is a very rare – You know, combination. And I just, again, I don't know what this means. I don't think you should read too much into it, but it does make me feel good about the nuggets that they're in the sort of state of mind they appear to be in, including
0: Jokic during his availability. Uh, I would totally agree. I think one of the things that I, because I wasn't at practice, this is the, the vibe that I get, which is they're loose and confident, but they're also extremely prepared. And that's like, a lot of that gets into the coaching staff. If somebody ever asked me like, what is it that Malone does well because of X, Y, and Z that he doesn't, that would be my biggest thing. Is that like actually the prep work for these types of things he does very well is that the team is like, if you don't know the scouting report, that's on you. Cause they will have drilled and have all the information and reinstilled principles very much. I think having the week to, to do all that has been good for them. They feel they, to me, they feel like they have a very good handle on how to approach this series in particular with what they know that the Wolves want to do, how they're going to go about it. But they're also like very much like, like they're having fun. This is competitive. Like it's good basketball. Like the shooting competition today was like, everyone was like hollering and the bigs were hitting threes. And by the way, there was a, there was, a, Did you see the forwards group in the shooting, shooting competition today?
1: Michael Porter, Zeke Naji, KCP. Is this the one you're talking about? Yeah. I think DeAndre, I think DeAndre, they had one anchor.
0: No, the, DeAndre was with a big, so he was with Blacko oh. and, and, uh, the other way it was Peyton Watson was the, one the oh, other one. Oh, that's teams. right. You're right. And like it was just like the forwards group was was because they had MPJ and I think Jeff Green, like they were just absolutely killing it. The bigs were actually doing really well too. So um I, I agree with you with your assessment that the they are loose, they are confident, but they oh, are not too loose. Yeah. Like it's this fine line, right? And you know, you say that, and then if they lose game game two it's like I guess they were too you know but but that's that's sports man and like sometimes people get annoyed at that but look you're supposed to ride
1: the waves of the ups and downs so right now the Nuggets are in a great spot they look confident and they look like they know that they are going to go out and win you know tomorrow night so you know that's a good sign better than it being like man practice was weird weird vibe around practice um another thing from Yoke though today that I thought was very interesting he talked about something about being in the post. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I'll be in the post much this series. This isn't a series that calls for me to be there. And I just thought that one was very interesting because he was basically saying that their plan of attack was going to have him doing other things. And it look, maybe he comes out and scores 30 points tomorrow, but it almost sounded like to me like he was like, no, I know how we need to win the series and it's not with me scoring a bunch down on the low block or whatever. So take that for whatever it's worth.
0: Yeah, and they're able to apply a lot of pressure because of the space that they're in. I think space is a pretty like it's always important in in modern NBA. But um, I'll also say, like to me, that was kind of what was kind of interesting about Malone's comments, which we'll talk about on the other side. Is they're anticipating a stronger post game from Khronte Towns in Game Two, and if that's the approach, I'm not sure that's the best thing for the Wolves. We'll get to more we'll get to more practice comments as well as uh, Malone's thoughts on adjustments, pre adjustments, and more on the other side. First, I need to tell you about game time which is the absolute best way for you to get tickets uh buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful um if my wife is 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 will sometimes just get the ish to go to get, go to games whether it's eagles games here in loveland uh or Avs games as she's been um basically chewing raw macaroni all night with this mm-hmm. ab game um when she wants to go she wants to go and that's what's great about game time is we can get flash sales and great tickets late and it's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've Thirty-nine
1: dollars been- for game for tickets to tomorrow
0: night's game. Wow! For, less than forty dollars to go to a Nuggets playoff game. That's nuts. That's a, that is a great deal with killer deals and last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have.
1: Man, one hundred eighty-one dollars for lower-level center court. What is going on here, Matt? That is
0: amazing. That's actually really amazing. I'm, I'm actually re- upset by that. Those <laughs> prices should be higher. <laughs> I'm, out, I'm outraged. <laughs> so Stan Kroenke. Forget planning in months, <laughs> months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of events. Uh, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the, the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the, di- of the difference. Uh, you get images of the seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. That's why it's the fastest growing ticket app in the country you buy t- t- tickets in a matter of seconds two taps in your set tickets are set directly to your phone you're never gonna have to dig through your email snag the tickets without stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nba for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed we'll be right back on locked on nuggets Nuggets play tonight as you're listening to this on Wednesday. They do face the Minnesota Timberwolves in Game Two of their Western Conference playoff series uh, at 8 p.m. You can catch every single minute of the game with the SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search for Nuggets. You've got a new sponsor in case you can't tell. Uh, all right, back here on Lock On Nuggets. So continuing conversation with Adam from Practice um, KCP talked about. Um, the wolves were very intent on the idea that like they just missed shots, like that was very much like a wolves' take, was like they just missed shots. And I like KCP's handling of the situation because it's very easy, I think, for players to be like, Well, yeah, like they just had a bad shooting night, that's how it goes sometimes. That's a regular season answer. And KCP's answer was, Well, we made them miss shots, and that was like that's how they're approaching it, and that's the kind of mentality I think they bring to it. Um, the most interesting stuff for me, I, I'm always going to lean towards coaches because I just I find the strategy stuff more interesting. Malone, I asked a number of, I asked him a few questions today, and one of them was, um, "What are the things that they're anticipating in game two? That was a question asked, I think, by several people. He mentioned this a couple of times more. Anthony Edwards pick and roll, and particularly a much more aggressive game from both Ant and Carl Anthony Towns, and he mentioned specifically Towns in the post. So if we're talking about adjustments, Adam look, maybe I'm wrong. The logical, there's always like the logical thing that you think that a team should do. And then the coaches just may not think that that's the way to go based off of any number of reasons. Um, I would not be surprised at least if Gobert does not stagger with the second unit. And instead that second unit is Carl Anthony towns as the primary offensive in- initiator, give him more space and then operate a little more in the post with that second unit to attack Denver's, much softer second unit uh, without Nicola your thoughts
1: maybe on the the boards or something I mean Mm -hmm. the thing is is Carl Anthony Towns you know what they did last game didn't really work Denver's small ball unit with Gordon and Jeff Green was a positive so it worked so I think it is smart to just say hey we got to try something else Gobert is if he's not effective though on the offensive glass drawing fouls just rebounding in general then I do think it would be a wasted experiment so to me, it's, it's one of those ones where I think it makes sense, but at the same time, it's not necessarily a guaranteed winner.
0: Yeah. So for me, I don't think that town's trying to like bully ball in the post is the way to go. He gets too aggressive. He'll travel, turn the ball over or, um, just miss or he'll come off as a fouls. I think that that's a bad way to approach it he did like think of the way that he talks about himself like this to me is like an illustrative point he talks about himself as the best shooting big man in nba history he's not but i understand why he says it um he's really good and so yeah, he, me- he's got a case it's not like crazy yeah it's not crazy so for me it, it's like why would you not want to get him in space like operate him out of the pinch post get him on pick and pop out action like those are the type of things that i would want to do especially you know And Denver's going to go back to AG if AG picks up foul trouble again, which wouldn't necessarily surprise me. Like, this is going to be a tough series for AG. Like, AG's going to need, like, a lot of ice baths, and, like, it's going to be just, like, he's going to be in foul trouble, I think, a lot. Because he's having having to play a really big front line. Those guys are just huge. So, even if, like, with the second unit, they can switch it to a degree... But the towns will still have clearance to probably shoot in those situations. That to me is like a more dangerous option for getting him going than trying to bully ball in the post. What do you think?
1: I think it's probably a, a mixture of both. It was interesting how adamant Michael Malone was that he thinks that's what it's going to be, though. There's some times where a coach will be like, you know, we'll see what they do if they go to here, if they go to there. But he was kind of like, we have an idea of what they're going to do. They're going to go to Carl on the post. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was very, very affirmative. So if he feels that confident about it, then I think they'll try it out. I think the main thing, though, wherever he, whatever happens, Carl Anthony Towns had a below average game. He's going to have an, a, an average or better game, I think, in this upcoming one. So making shots, pick and pop, low post or whatever, I just think you should expect a little bit more of an engaged Carl Anthony Towns. I will say, I talked to Dane Moore today and he had an interesting theory that because they put towns on Jokic and used Gobert off, that they, he thinks that's part of why Jokic or why Kat struggled with his shot
0: is that he was tired. He's like "Yep, battling Yoke is physical. It's exhausting.
1: And I'm I'm like curious theory. of that
0: theory. Yeah, that's really interesting. We'll see if they switch it up and try and try Gobert on him. Um Gobert got got obviously a couple of embarrassed a couple of times. They get the one block. So, like that's a good thing for Gobert And that in that that one block that he got on, on Yoke. I don't know that's it's, it's a good strategy over the long haul, but um, it, I asked Malone about pre-adjustments. And so like, this to me is an interesting idea. Cause I actually, uh, I was talking to, to my wife about this today, about how the Suns and the Suns got a win tonight behind a really great shooting performance. That series is going to be as tough as I thought it was going to be. And a good illustration of the coaching advantage is Monty Williams pre-adjusted. He put Torrey Craig in the start. Like he changed his starting unit for game one of a first round series not what you want to do like i'm a big believer in this and and a lot of it just comes from my personal experiences of covering series with greg popovich and billy donovan um and mike d'antoni is asking those guys about what the process of a series looks like and how they have all said and rick carlisle is another one that, that told me this that you want to try and do what you do first, like your identity first off that, that first game. If you win with your identity, you're in a good spot because now they have to get out of their comfort zone. If you're the first one to make the adjustment, you're the first one that blinks. Now you need to make them when you have this, when it comes to that time, you have to make them. You can't be like, well, no, we'll just play better. That's when you start to get in real trouble. But I think the idea of not doing it too soon is also really relevant um i asked malone about like how to balance that and he was like look you, you pr-, it was made me rethink it cuz he was like you prepare in the event that they do it but you don't counter it first like you don't get out of what you want to do you're just chasing your own tail at that point you wait for them to do it and he and he said he was like in the playoffs it's not just game to game adjustments it's in game adjustments which honestly i was kind of surprised to hear that because i don't necessarily know that in game adjustments are a strength mm-hmm. so i thought it was interesting to hear him like say very clearly like hey if they come out with something different that we're expecting we have to be ready to go to what our counter is for that that we've prepared for but aren't going to get out ahead of it I thought that was an interesting kind of chess match there it is
1: interesting I do think I am curious to see how much Denver adjusts to the to game one because you have to imagine Minnesota feels like they need to make major adjustments yeah in Denver I'm curious just how much they they do need to or how much they feel that they need to so that's that's one of the things that I'm just kind of curious to see. Is there somebody new
0: that plays? Is there something new that happens? Or does Denver just run it back? Yeah, like here's a question. Is like, okay, DeAndre had success in that first game. If AG gets in foul trouble again, do you go back to that and try? And or do roll? you
1: just go back to it because you had success with it?
0: Yeah, like that's the other thing. Is like, okay, well, that worked in game one. Do we need to run small ball with AG? I would say probably yes, just because I would be like you just, you know. It, the, the time it will take them to figure out DeAndre Jordan and pick and roll coverage is not long. So right. like you can buy a, a few minutes, but I do think it's like an interesting question of, you know, who do you go to? And, and there are other options. I think he can go to um, we'll say, Hey, you know, Christian, we didn't really talk about this, but like Christian Brown, like we kind of wonder like, is he really going to play a rookie? Definitely. Like Christian Brown's like seventh guy. He played, great. He played really well. Yeah. He was ready for the moment. Um, people were asking about this in the chats. Uh, Zamora asked us, but also another somebody else asked about the idea of playing two bigs. I don't think you should do that with how Denver's offense is constructed. Like, they have so much spacing, they can overwhelm you. Like, you want to constantly have that team feel like, God, there's so many weapons. Like, that's one of the things that Denver has with a mental advantage is they're just like, if we don't double Joker, then he's going to tear us up. All right, let's double. Man, okay, now that guy's open. Okay, so let's double and then rotate to that guy. And now MPJ, like, that's the whole thing is they're built upon. You can do whatever you want, but we have – an infinite amount of options for us to go to. And even if you succeed the first time, we'll just reset and go back to Joker.
1: Right. Yeah. And also, I mean, the 123 offensive rating, I think, or 122.7 with the right. court. With like, Court. Like yeah. they weren't struggling to score.
0: Um, here's a question: What should be Malone's tolerance level for adjustments, given how much because we talked about how Denver should be able to win this series by just being better, and that was how I felt in game one, is like they were just way better um should there be like a little bit of a tolerance level of okay this is matchup may not be great but we're still coming out ahead
1: i think so i think for a number of reasons one is just you know you want to win the way that you can and you want to show as little as possible not that you're worrying about that right now you're only up one game to zero you just want to win the series but i do think there's something too if you don't have to show anything right now you just win with who you are that's great that's part of the joy of being the one seed. I'm seeing some of these other teams and the tough matchups they have. Denver, I do think, has the easiest matchup in the West. Take advantage of it.
0: Well, we'll get into the well, matchups.
1: Oh, sorry? oh, man, I had one other thing I was going to throw at you, and I just forgot it from the presser today, and I just forgot it.
0: Well, we only had three people talk, so maybe you'll pick it up as uh, we go to break. Uh, we'll talk about that on the other side. But first, I to tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is amazing. It's daily fantasy made easy. You just pick two to six players. And if they'll score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Uh, Devin Booker was a good call tonight. I really loved his over on assists because I felt he was going to get more involved as a playmaker. And he was involved as a scorer and a playmaker. Devin Booker is really good. Like he's just, I have been really impressed with his growth over the last three seasons. You're not competing against other people at prize picks. It's just you versus the projections available. And they offer projections on any sport you watch NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL playoffs are in in full swing. Abs will bounce back. Don't worry, guys. PGA, college football, men's college basketball. I mean that, by the way. The abs are going to be fine. Soccer, WNBA, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Eurobasket, Cricket and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. and Nuggets play the Minnesota Timberwolves at 8 p.m. on Wednesday night Mountain Time. Catch every single minute, every exciting highlight with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search for Nuggets. Um, all right, Adam, unless you've remembered what it was, well, it was. Well,
1: the only thing I'll say is the Nuggets have never, in this era, the Malone Yokoch have never been up two games to zero. They've actually never had a two-game lead in a series, in any 3-1, anything, so...
0: The Warriors have never trailed O2. (laughs) (laughs) Up Up is down. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Um, CT3 asking a question here. Do you think Malone only went to MPJ at the four due to AG foul trouble, or was it intentional?
1: AG foul trouble. Um, But I hope he learned a lesson from it because it's really, really valuable, especially against teams like
0: this. Yeah, I think for sure. I think I agree with that. Uh, random says, I want more Zeke Najee minutes. I don't know that. I don't know. It depends. I guess if if he rebounds, then sure. Um, I mean, you can space him five out. I'll say this. I like Zeke in minutes where it's just Rudy. You're never going to get an offensive rebound. You're never going to get one. But if you space Zeke to the corner and he does hit threes, you can do the same thing that other teams have done to Rudy the last couple of seasons, which is just get him out the paint and then attack the other weaker options. You are going to have to find a weaker guy to attack though. And I'm not sure that the wolves have like, there's not a Donovan Mitchell who, in terms of bad defensively on the wolves, the way that the jazz had.
1: Right. Uh, Vlada reminded me what my point was here. When he talks about Michael Malone, ke- uh, Tibbs pulled oh, yeah. him Malone. I think Malone pulled a Tibbs. He did. And this was my point. He did today, Matt, when asked why he kept him in, he did say, no
0: lead is ever safe. So what was annoying and, to me about that answer is he said he went that way. He was like, you know, they put their starters back in, and then did you notice that? No he lead veered? is ever safe. Not twenty seven. Did you, Not that he,
1: 107? Did you Not know that one hundred and seven?
0: Did you know that thousand and seven? Did you notice that he veered because he started there and then he zigzagged back the other way and said, well, yeah, you know, those guys because of foul trouble they hadn't gotten a lot of minutes together. So I'm like, wait, wait, wait which one is it? And that's why Lord. I don't believe. I also don't believe it was either one. I think it's genuinely he wanted to.
1: Yeah, well, maybe. I honestly think it's like a Tibbs. I remember Tibbs had one of these one time when he played Derrick Rose or someone, one of these guys, like 50 minutes. And he was like, I've been in this league a long time. I've seen 20-point leads fall apart. And you're like, you've never seen
0: that. I'm going to respond to this, though, because I made this comment on – go listen to Locked on NBA last night because I had a long rant about this, too, but I'm going to add to it here. That's why I worry about guys when it's a 20-point lead. People have been getting hurt in these playoffs. We can't protect every – like, I'm – guys, like – I understand the idea of like, you don't want him hurt in a meaningless game and like Jamal and that situation. I under, I I understand. Like, I agree that yoga shouldn't have been in. I do just think that in general, we're getting to a point where it's like, we have like, we have to do more to try and like, you know, ban injuries and all that. I'm like, guys are going to get hurt. Guys have always gotten hurt. Guys are going to get hurt. I-, I don't have like, you're just going to have to live with like this being the twist of fate. And I I'm with you on that taken. And
1: in, in the aggregate, by the way, this idea of like players not injuries. playing. Like, yeah. Especially, in the, I think it's more of a regular season thing. My point about this, again, is not to say Malone did a bad job. I thought Malone had a very good game one. A very, very good game one. Was prepared for it, all those things. Had the team prepared. I'm just saying, one of the things that is going to, like, all these players have to slay a dragon to get to the championship. Malone's is panic. I just think that he gets a little angsty. And 27-point lead at home with seven minutes to go, to me, is like, let's see if it... Falls to twenty. Just before you put them back in, just see if it falls to twenty. But again, not a huge
0: deal. Freddie says I was still worried. I feel no lead is safe for this Nuggets team. So um
1: twenty-seven though is like, come on, man! You could dribble the ball at the half court for and run the clock yeah. out at that point.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's have us with the other Western Conference series. So Suns That's Clippers good. tonight. Suns even the series versus the Clippers. What'd you
1: read on this game? It just ended right now. We haven't
0: even talked about this. I think the Clippers are in a really great spot. Like I think they're in a awesome position here. I like them long-term. Um, I like them before the series. I took them plus two and a half on the series spread line. And the reason I say that is like, I, I was on this before. I don't think they can win the series because they don't have Paul George, but they match up extremely well, especially if Russ is going to play like this. They have a huge advantage here, honestly, with guard play. CB3 was really good tonight, but cp 3 is just not the same guy that he was. And he's going to have a few more clunkers. Terrence Mann's giving them really good minutes. Russ is honestly giving them really good minutes. Bones Highland's giving them really good minutes. So like they have opportunities here. One of the questions I have is Ty Lue has to find a way to go to a small ball unit, and he's going to do that. He's going to have to play Robert Covington. It's the only guy that they can do this with. I just do not think Marcus Morris is the guy for this. Right. It's going to be one of those two. He's going to go to either Marcus Morris. He should. If he doesn't, then the series is going to be over. I need to like. I was not big on Ivica Zubac in L.A. I was thought I was like everyone's over hyping this guy because he's a Laker. He went to the Clippers. I still thought he was not great. I was like this guy's not all that good. Last two years, I think I think Zoo's been awesome. I think Zoo is really good at what he does. Like, okay, awesome in among yeah. non-Jokic centers like everything is is like out of that category but like role player center I think Zoo's really good um I've had I've seen him have some like really positive contributions they are switching him on to Chris Paul they're switching him on to Devin Booker they're switching him on to Kevin Durant and if they're not they're having to play drop and Zoo just is going to give them too much space but that said Every game with the Suns feels very like they were down big in that first half, and Suns fans were freaking out. They
1: should have been freaking out. They look terrible. Here's my read on it, Matt. Devin Booker was fantastic tonight. He was incredible. 38 points, four of seven from three, 14 of 22, nine assists to go with it. Kevin Durant was very good in the second half. He had 25 points. He was a little cool for a while. This was like a good game. From from the Suns at home, and they kind of squeaked it out.
0: Yeah, there was Chris Paul came up
1: clutch in the fourth in the in the clutch times, like, and they squeaked it out. I just look at this and I go, I don't know, man. I I know this sounds crazy because we're there's only been one playoff game and the Nuggets haven't looked that good consistently. I just look at it and I go, Denver's better than both of
0: those teams. There's a, like you are not alone. There's a lot of folks being like is Denver just better than everyone? <laughs> like that's a well,
1: Sacramento too, though. This is the funny yeah. thing. The team, the Sacramento is like Denver. They're a team. They know who they are. Their identity is solid. They play together that all of those things. And we just discounted them so much. And then you get to the playoffs and it's like, oh yeah, those things kind of, they appear to matter that this
0: team knows what they're trying to do. And the other team doesn't have a clue what they want to do. Um, 44 minutes, 26 seconds for KD. 44 minutes, 48 seconds for book uh 38 minutes for Chris Paul and this is similar to what the Warriors are going through like one of the reasons I've switched is the Warriors like they literally may have to play Steph like 48 minutes by the end of the series how are they going to do this for series like series after series after series even if they get past Sacramento yep. and that's an if with to suspended for game three
1: I mean, like, this is, it's no small thing. This is why this isn't, again, not to, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here, but this is why it was so funny that the starters checked back in for a few minutes, 23 minutes for Aaron Gordon, 28 for Yoke, 30. I think Murray played the most at like 33, but they were not hard minutes. No. And then you go over to tonight and you look at Kevin Durant, 44 minutes, yeah. 45 for Devin Booker. It's game two of round one. These guys are already playing like it's game six, game seven. So Again, it's early. There's ebbs and flows to this, but part of me just looks around and goes, "This is, this is the advantage of being a one seed." Hopefully, you can get through a series in four or five games. Hopefully, you can have a couple games where you don't play above
0: thirty minutes while other teams are grinding themselves into bone or into dust. Yeah, and it, it certainly looks that way. I was very much on. I think the Warriors, like I thought the Warriors would win the series short because of how good the Steph minutes were, and then I just wasn't like this is the numbers right now. Um, again, small sample the Warriors have a minus 60 neck rating when Steph's on the bench. Yeah. Like they're losing by over a half a point per possession. I have no idea. Like, I don't know how to accurately describe how bad that is. That's I not mean, giving up
1: a point per possession. That's losing the, the net. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's nightmarish. And so um, they're in real trouble, especially with Draymond suspended. We'll see you know how that looks in game three, but you know, Kings have 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 impressed everyone with their poise, uh, with their intensity. It's interesting because the Warriors half court offense has actually been really or half court defense has actually been really successful. The Kings are not doing well versus what the Warriors do defensively. But the Warriors are turning the ball over and the Kings are just taking it off of misses and running it down their throat. So uh, if you're looking at the, if you're starting to look at what is a Kings Nuggets Western Conference Finals? matchup look like if you just want to start thinking about that, which long way off. But I would say like that's gonna be a real big test of Denver's transition defense, which by the way was excellent in game one versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. That
1: was another thing I think Malone was really hammered on in his presser was just talking about Denver, its transition. If we limit them to half court game, they don't score
0: very well. And we saw 80, 80 offensive rating for them. Um uh elsewhere, Los Angeles Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't expect Job Morant to play in game two, but I do believe he'll probably play in game three over the weekend a lot of days off in between that series um not for jaw to get healthy they did that so that lebron can have more time but still uh I, look i just for me it's the grizzlies have had a year from hell jaws comments the other night or were tone deaf to his own accountability but also like indicative of where he's mentally at like this grizzlies team it's exhausting being a villain it's just really tiring being hated by everybody um miami kind of experienced this in 2011 it sucks when everyone's constantly when you're dealing with criticism and you know your character's being questioned constantly and you know the rest of that team is catches the perception that jaw has put out there with his actions and that's not fun they're also extremely shorthanded Steven adams is out brandon clark's out that's a bad matchup for the lakers um i kind of look there is a chance that this series gets away from memphis i wouldn't be surprised if they won game two but even if they do, there is a good chance that the series gets away from, from Memphis very quickly, and it's time for Memphis to kind of suffer that setback and then tr- find the next evolution that they're going to have to go through.
1: I mean, that they're, they are a team that probably <laughs> has some looking in the mirror to do if they do, don't do make it out of this. But nonetheless, they're a team that I'm curious to see how – do they play tomorrow night? Are they tomorrow? Yes. I'm curious to see how they do tomorrow because that that's one to me that – the Lakers did not look good until game one. So I am just want to see if the Lakers look bad again. I mean, Rui Hachimura was incredible. Austin yeah. Reeves was so clutch. Like, we'll just see if they do that again. If they do, you know, maybe it's time to start looking around and being like, okay. yeah, if, Ru- if, if
0: Rui's going to play like that, like they're legit. So um, I, mean, I think that's, is that all the series? Somebody asked
1: why the Lakers have so much time off? It's because the Clippers, Lakers, and Kings, the hockey Kings all need – crypto.com arena so their games are going to be weirdly spaced out um you have a prediction for tomorrow i think nuggets win i mean i'm just feeling real confident about the team right now um so i i think nuggets win and i'm very curious to see if they replicate the defensive performance
0: i would tell you to you're probably not going to watch it but if you know anything about what happened in celtics hawks tonight that's probably illustrative where Hawks got out to an early lead. Celtics absolutely just like destroyed them with a long run in the second. And the game was essentially over Hawks found some things late in that game. This is usually how it goes is like, if a team is just way better, it's like that the end of that second game is where the team like starts to get a little bit momentum, starts to feel a little little bit better. And then they try and carry that over into a game three. Um, I would, I would anticipate that being, um, the way that this one goes, I do expect Denver to win. Favorite by eight and a half seems about right. I don't think there's much value on either side. They can win by twenty. They can win by five. Um, but I do expect them to win. I expect them to the lead f- for most of the game, and then the question is going to be: Do the Wolves find something that carries over momentum into their two games at home to try and get back in the series? We'll see what that looks like. What's your prediction? Uh, that but I think that they're going to be. I think they'll probably win by double digits uh but it'll be within range it won't be it'll be one of those games like again like the celtics game tonight where it's like it's just close enough that if the wolves like if they could oh tory prince for three this could make it eight up uh, no no good nuggets go down score 13 um that to me feels like the outcome we'll we'll react to it uh on no show tomorrow We'll react to that one on Thursday morning. So, no show on Wednesday. Yeah, these late games are killing me, man. Yeah, Ooh. late game. Can't do them post games. So can't do them after. So, uh, Thursday morning, we'll get you a recap of Nuggets versus Wolves game two. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have yourselves a great Wednesday. Enjoy the game. Make sure you hit us on Twitter at Locked On Nuggets. Uh, we'll see you guys again next time here on Locked On Nuggets. How many is